Hello and welcome to the St. Francis Sunday Sermon Podcast for this, the 22nd Sunday after Pentecost. Our sermon this week comes from the Reverend Bob Kostler, and we hear musical selections, Take My Life and Let It Be, and Ose Shalom. Enjoy and have a blessed week, my friends. Some Sadducees, those who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him a question. As I read today's gospel, I kept thinking about purity and tests for purity. I am not referring to the purity tests that are often taken while in high school or in college. I am thinking about purity tests for religious belief, political ideology, philosophical bent, judicial temperament, or racial homogeneity. And I could go on. It seems that we have this desperate need to identify ourselves and others according to a specific set of standards. These tests are rarely benign and often destructive. Pre-World War II, with its Nazism and Aryan purity codes, caused massive death and destruction to innocence and to the guilty. 
would learn from the past. Unfortunately, we now see them deployed in the public square in the United States, in Europe, and in other countries. This isn't new, though. It has been going on since the late 1970s. We are experiencing a rise in nationalist rhetoric that is driving racial, political, and religious intolerance with increasing popularity of the alt-right groups in the US and in Europe. But purity camps are not just part and parcel of the right. Liberal groups have their own distinct purity camps. Various religious traditions have their own brand of purity testing. For Christians, the Holy Eucharist presents one of the most significant tests and challenges. Roman Catholics and the Orthodox churches set up specific guidelines as to who can and cannot receive. They consider the Eucharist to be the most important of the sacraments and consequently impose requirements on their parishioners while restricting non-members from receiving, except in rare cases. The Episcopal Church focuses on two sacraments, baptism and the Eucharist, and has its own brand of purity testing. The official policy of our national church is to allow all baptized Christians to receive the Eucharist. But the church also recognizes local customs, and we at St. Francis have a long-standing tradition of welcoming everyone to receive the Eucharist. It is how we express our hospitality to all who enter our doors. We recently added the following to our bulletin. Come and join us at God's table. Be fed by God's gift of grace through the presence of Jesus. Rather than impose a purity test, we are attempting to live what the Episcopal signpost says. The Episcopal Church welcomes you. The Bible is filled with purity tests ranging from circumcision, various forms of ritual purity, to theological tests. Before I look at today's gospel, I want to fill in some important gaps that we missed because of the nature of our lectionary. A few weeks ago, we listened to the parable of the Pharisee and the publican. Luke's gospel then tells of several interactions Jesus has, namely with the rich man, with Zacchaeus, and then he enters Jerusalem, which we read on Palm Sunday. Once in Jerusalem, he begins to teach at the temple, and most of you will recall the cleansing of the temple, where Jesus drives out the traders and the bankers who were selling. Luke tells us that the authorities sought out ways to destroy him, and later they question his authority. They ask him questions, but refuse to answer his questions, and so he refuses to answer theirs. You can feel the tension rising in Luke's gospel as they again approach him with, quote, spies who pretended to be righteous. Their question this time is about taxation and whether it is lawful to pay taxes to Caesar another form of testing. His answer silences them, and the chief priests, scribes, and leaders fade into the background, and now the Sadducees appear. As a point of context, the Sadducees were very different 
from the Pharisees and held different beliefs. They were supporters of the Zadokite high priestly family, who had very distinct views of faith and practice. They were the governing class with close ties to Rome's. The Pharisees, on the other hand, were a religious group with no political agenda. The Pharisees accepted the scriptures along with the thousand regulations and rules of law. The Sadducees accepted only the laws of the Old Testament, particularly focusing on the Torah, ignoring the writings of the prophets and the wisdom literature. Pharisees believed in resurrection from the dead, in angels and spirits, and in fatalism. Most importantly, they believed in the coming of the Messiah. And the Sadducees believed, however, in free will and held that there was no resurrection and that the Messiah would only bring disruption. Consequently, we must be careful not to lump these two groups together. The question the Sadducees asked Jesus seems strange to our modern ears. The Sadducees were trying to prove their point. They placed Jesus in the middle of their disagreement with the Pharisees. In their view, the question they asked established that the resurrection made absolutely no sense. How could you decide who would be this woman's heavenly husband? The conundrum was based on liberate marriage and was an attempt to keep a man's name from dying out. Applying it to a divine context led to tangled logic impossible to untie. Unsurprisingly, they did not expect Jesus' answer. Jesus simply separated the rules of this world from those that bound a heavenly existence. Marriage satisfies a need in this world, but has no place in our resurrected life. Those who God considered worthy of a place in that age and in the resurrection from the dead neither marry or are given in marriage, he said. Indeed, they cannot die anymore because they are like angels and are children of God, and being children of the resurrection. Jesus points out that the resurrection existence is in a deathless realm. He explains that a post-resurrection world is deathless, and those who God finds worthy will never again suffer death nor disease nor accident or any of the other trials we face on earth. He promises a new way of existing, transformed into a new state of being. Because the Sadducees believed the Torah, he asked them about Moses, who called God the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He answers their question and then asks his own riddle. If God were the God of dead patriarchs who no longer exist, then why would God continue to use that title? So what does this text mean to us who live in the 21st century in this city of San Francisco? We are not worried about reverent marriage. It is not a thing for us. But we do face the question of the resurrection. Every Easter season, we face that question. What is the resurrection? Was it a physical resurrection of Jesus' body or of his spirit? What did the disciples witness? We 
we don't know for sure, and I often wonder whether is that critical to our faith or not, since Jesus answers the question in the upper room. He answers it this way. He says to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. And Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus responds to him saying, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Easter reminds us that the resurrection is a matter of faith. The how is not important in learning how to live an Easter life. As Christians, we are in danger of falling into the purity test trap. Jesus answers when these types of tests were posed to him were always unexpected. He leaves us with the reminder that God's ways are not our ways. And when we think we have all the answers and that our view is the only view by which everyone else should be judged and measured, we need to take a breath and reflect, step back for a moment. We need to remind ourselves that we, like the Pharisees and Sadducees that came before us, may have veered away from living as best we can God's ways. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.